0: Holly ho, and welcome to Charlene Dropouts, aka Nadia Descends into Catboy Hell for a Bottle of Fantasia. This is a monthly special Final Fantasy XIV pod from the Acts of the Blood God RPG podcast. I am co host Nadia Oxford, actually host of this particular segment, and I am beyond excited to bring you this podcast. I hope you're all just as excited to listen. Before we latch on our myriad buckles and put our boots on Yorzer Reborn, I would like to introduce you to the gentleman who will be helping me host this episode and hopefully subsequent episodes as well as they are available. Both of them are equally to blame for getting me into this game, by the way. First of all, let's give it up for a fellow U.S. gamer alumni, Mr. Michael Williams. It is so nice to be working with you again.
1: Hello, hello, folks. I did. I I was part of getting you in it. I did not help you in-game,
0: though. No, uh,
1: no, no. No. I, I, I did help you on get on our server, so the best server of all.
0: The Ultra server, where it is uh <laughs> not quite yet an erotic RP server, but it's certainly getting there. Um there are rumors about uh houses and orgies and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean I mean that's that's pretty much just
1: Final Fantasy fourteen and and, and if you've ever played on an RP server, it is a wild trip.
0: I have never, but I, I have heard the legends and the stories, and they they sound just absolutely fantastic. And also here is a fellow Canadian and fellow Final Fantasy fourteen aficionado. He's he's been on this podcast before to talk Final Fantasy fourteen with me. Hello, Victor.
2: Hi, everybody. How are you? We're great. Fantastic. You doing? I mean, I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm, I'm wonderful. This is I'm so excited. This is this is really great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, no problem. When I asked Victor if he wanted to do this. Like uh, I think I got the fastest yes in history. Like uh, he's uh he he's he's just like really enthusiastic about this, which makes me happy because uh as far as Final Fantasy 14 lore and facts go, you're pretty much unmatched uh, amongst even my friends and they're all pretty crazy.
2: I uh, I mean, I'm I consider myself a a hardcore casual or a casual hardcore, you know, <laughs> I, like, I, yeah, th- th- there are people who know more, like, off the top of their head about lore than I do, um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've put my time in, gosh darn it.
0: We'll, we'll get into this in much more depth in a minute, but I can't remember, were you there since 1.0? Uh...
2: Uh, do we want to save that for our origin stories that. okay yeah. yeah you know okay. that sounds like a good idea yeah. because
0: i find <laughs> 1.0 stories are extremely interesting i have a couple of friends who their names are actually in the credits for realm reborn because uh, they played the whole thing that's
2: fantastic
0: they got to watch the descent of Balmoda to dalimod and it, it just uh, sounded like it was not like nothing else totally. i would like to be part of that okay so i would like to do a little bit of housekeeping First of all, Axe of the Blood God is an independent RPG podcast that is supported by Patreon pledges. You can visit us at patreon.com forward slash bloodgodpod for now. Look forward to an actual site soon. If you're listening to this podcast, it means you are already a supporter and can access our monthly specials. Thank you so much. This is at the $5 level. Um, If you donate $10, you can get access to, for example, our Pantheon of the Blood God, which is where we evaluate an RPG and determine whether or not it deserves to be ranked among the most influential RPGs of all time. At the time of this recording, we actually just recently went through Shin Megami Tensei 3 and decided, you know, does it deserve to be enshrined amongst the best? Is it a little bit too flawed and dated for that? Listen to the podcast if you want to get our final determination. I will not spoil it here. I do hope you enjoy. This is going to be like a very uh, casual sort of podcast starring three people who are very much into the idea of having deep discussions about Final Fantasy XIV. I know there's a lot of you out there, uh, but as I say, uh, there are many guns out there, but this one is mine. (laughs) These are my two (laughs) fellas, and I'm glad to have you on. Uh, I thought this week we would just kind of ease into things and talk a little bit about uh, three things in particular. Number one, why we started playing. What got us into this game? Number two why did we choose the race that we did? Because, of course, Eorzea has myriad races from uh, our beloved Catboys to Humes. There's a whole bunch of races to go through, and I think everyone has a sort of thing that speaks to the people who play, so we'll get into that. Uh, number three, let's talk about the first job that we chose. So uh, let's go ahead and start. Victor, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about why you got into
2: So... Uh boy, this tale starts um I think where all good stories start, the year 2003. Ooh,
0: good year I think.
2: <laughs> this goes back to FF11. Um Nice. And uh I I was madly in love with a girl. Aww, baby. Oh, baby. Wow. <laughs> I, I had been a Nintendo kid mostly growing mm-hmm. up, so I I got to like kind of love Final Fantasy from afar in the late '90s, early 2000s, and then when they announced FF11, and I realized I have a computer, so I I will get <laughs> to play the next Final Fantasy. First year of high school, I met a girl who I I fell madly, madly in love with, and she uh, played. FF eleven and I thought this is perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna start eleven. I'm gonna uh, get to know this girl better and and we're just gonna be together forever. Um, I didn't realize that you know computers are things that you have to upgrade and like have, <laughs> have you know different components for to do certain things. So I. Poor little Victor. I had Play Online set up, but all I could do was play uh, Tetra Master in it. I, I my <laughs> it just it just couldn't run eleven. So I have fond memories of just firing up the Play Online viewer, listening to the music, uh, and um, so then they announced fourteen. And when they announced 14, they announced it for PlayStation 3 and and PC. But I I had a PlayStation 3, thought, I'm going to sign up for the beta. I'm going to get in on this thing. Um, That didn't work out. Eventually, they said, sorry, PS3 beta people, but we're like... We're not sure when the PS3 beta is going to start. So we're giving all of you PC beta keys as a consolation to sort of tide you over until we can figure out the PS3 situation. Little did we know the PS3 situation would never get figured out. (laughs) It was pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I had this PC beta key, but, you know, even though this was seven or eight years later, I still didn't have a computer that was good enough. Right. to run it. Right. so So, um, I, uh, I went to a, a friend's house to try to use my beta key and start it up. We got through the character creator. Um, I started up a character in Limsa. And as soon as I tried to walk out into the field, it just slowed down to <laughs> a crawl. <laughs> That's Un- all folks. Yeah. Completely unplayable. Um, so, You know, I wandered around the town a little bit, and then I was like, "I, there's, I, I'm not going to be able to play this."
0: And this was during the
2: era of the thousand polygon, ten
0: thousand polygon. Flower pots the, weren't the
2: classic it. classic story yeah. of, of flower pots and and other assets having just as many polygons in them as a char- as a player character and uh, yeah it, it was it was a it was a real mess um, I, I I do wish I could have played more of one but mm-hmm. it but just impossible then you know uh, Realm Reborn comes out I I bought a copy of the collector's edition for PS three because. I think even the collector's box, the big beautiful box with the Amano art on the front, that was still only like I think $30 oh, because they ooh, they dang. just they wanted people back so bad. Like they they were willing to give this game away because, you know, they had faith in it, but also they just needed people to give it a yeah. try again and and mm-hmm. see how different it was. So I've yeah I got this great collector's edition I kind of got it on a whim even though it was like the first week that a realm reborn came out so I did my free month um I didn't know what I was doing it was my first MMO I yeah I didn't didn't know what I was up to uh so I did my my free month and I was like I'll come back to this later then heaven's word came out I was like, "Nah, this is it's time for me to to give fourteen a, a real shot." You saw those dragoons
0: um, and said, "You know what?" Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, since since about you know a month or two after Heaven's Word, uh, I've I've been playing ever since. You know, I'll, I'll take a few months off every once in a while, but but for the most part, I've been playing pretty pretty constantly for about eight years.
0: I find that one thing Square Enix is extremely good at, and this is part that will go into my story, uh, just briefly, I suppose, because it's uh, not too long. Square Enix's videos, those, those cinematics that they do for each expansion, are just incredible. Like even if you haven't played the games, even if you're just like a a, a casual observer, I think they're really, really eye catching. I remember seeing. Uh, I went to Distant Worlds a couple of years ago at Oticon, and they had Heaven's Word, and they had the the cinema, which of course, huge spoiler for, for what happens at the start of, and the end of Realm Reborn, but yeah, but but you don't have any context for it. I had no context. Right. So I'm like, why did yeah. they kill that Barbie doll? What's going on? But it's it's pretty cool, um, especially when like I've always been into Dragoons and, Dra- and Heaven's Word. The second half of the trailer. When they're just leaping after those dragons, like to me, that's just like, oh, that's so freaking cool! I want to, I want to be a dragoon. So that was like a real, that was a real push for me. And the thing with Final Fantasy fourteen, I think a lot of people will tell you they got into it because they were pushed in from all sides, which is <laughs> what kind of happened to me. <laughs> I initially started because we were going to actually have a group going for us gamer, and that never really worked out. But I made my character, I chose my cat boy. I'm sure we'll get into that. And uh, I chose Lancer because I wanted to be a Dragoon. And basically, I uh, ran around a bit. I had a PlayStation 4. I had tried the game on the PC. And like you, Victor, uh, once all the characters kind of teleported in after you do the intro bit, that's it. It was gone. Like, my poor computer was just screaming in pain. So I went with the PS4. Uh, You were always talking to me about it. I remember we had uh, lunch (laughs) at one time at the Pickle Barrel. (laughs) Yeah. In, In Toronto, I,
2: think, I guess when I, I brought up Heaven's Word, I was like, "It's Dragoons, the game. You got. I know you. You will enjoy this." You, you yeah. told me,
0: like, "Man, Estinian uh, is is Kane 2.0, and he yeah. absolutely freaking is." And I'm like, yeah. "Uh, oh, maybe." And then, oh, here I am writing Final Fantasy 14 erotica, so the <laughs> circle is closed. And I think Victor, you said that was your long game. To <laughs> he told me that later. Oh, I no. did it. <laughs> but oh, what also no. pushed me was Mike, I don't know if you remember, it was PAX something or other. It was before Shadowbringers launch and we were just kind of walking around the show floor. Square Enix was going all out for Shadowbringers and just like I was so impressed with the uh, the cinema which again was incredible even without context and the decorations and those stupid foam swords. I still have mine. <laughs> so, yeah, that that kind of did it as well and um Another thing about Final Fantasy XIV, it's extremely easy to get snared if you are already a Final Fantasy fan. If you look at that opening cinema for answers with the actual fall of Dalamud, what they they showed at the end of uh, 1.0, it's just an incredible little bit of cinema to the point that I'm pretty sure that's what Nintendo emulated when they did their uh, Smash trailer for... um, their end of the world event. With, oh, uh, Super Smash Brothers! Yeah, yeah. when everyone's sure, just kind of yeah. getting speared by that light. I <laughs> yeah. really think they they borrowed from that and for good reason. But when you see that that battle on, whereas the plains of Kartano, I, I think it is, and you see like, holy crap, they're using Magitek armor. Holy crap, it's the Garlean Empire. I get that reference. So. All that stuff just kind of worked in tandem. Everything worked in tandem to, to get me to to play. Actually, Emily from Square Enix, when I met her in Japan, when I we went to go interview Yuji Hori, she's like, you got to start playing. So I'm like, okay, okay, fine, <laughs> fine. <So laughs> Here I am. How, how about you,
1: Mike? Uh, so I have uh, been an mmo player for a
0: while you were always the guy that we went to as gamer yeah
1: Yeah, so i i had played probably since everquest oh wow hard hard play but like i had played everquest and when it was like oh this is the brand new thing uh, with the trains and all that that old style. Mm. Then I went to World of Warcraft. I've played Asheron's Call. I played a, a bunch of that that older area where everyone was either trying to ape EverQuest or eventually trying to kill World of Warcraft. <laughs> um and I actually played not not nine. What is it? Eleven? Yes. Mm-hmm. I played eleven yeah. and I actually bought 1.0, uh, um, but I never played it. <laughs> and then it came back around. We started US Gamer in 2013 when A Realm Reborn came out. Right. So I've reviewed uh, A Realm Reborn with, like, if you go on the US Gamer site, which is still there. And look at our original 14 ARR review. It's Pete Davison as first opinion and then myself as the second opinion. So that's how I got back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would play, I still play a, a decent number of either MMOs or live service games. So I, what I'll do... And it works out really well. I don't know if Blizzard and Square have talked about this, but they, <laughs> they basically alternate years for expansion. Right. Sure. So Shadowbringer, like, and Walker is coming out this year. November. Um, And what's it called? Um, Shadowlands for World of Warcraft came out last year. Right. And then you know they they basically each one gets one of the year and that way i can actually uh in between the 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 updates and stuff and square makes it a lot easier because they tend to be uh on that hard like quarter like okay we know mm-hmm. exactly about when it's coming yeah lizard yeah. not as much yeah. but i can usually jump in do the story bit do whatever the raid tier is right catch up and then i i leave yeah so i don't like play on a rig because i always have to another review game or some other game or wow or something like that um so that's that's how i like i got in for work but then i'm just in because and and i remember telling you like i like it they get better
0: yes like ar story is fine it's a standard Final Fantasy story, I yeah. find, which is, is, is fine. Like people say, oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's really slow. Number one, they really did streamline it. You have tickets now to the Waking Sands, thank God. So you pray yeah. return to the r- Waking Sands isn't really a meme anymore. Yeah. And they slimmed down the storyline, they slimmed down a lot of the quests, and honestly, the story itself is very standard Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah, it's, the, it's okay. The,
2: I think the, I think the text there is good. It's more yes. of a pacing problem than anything, and a, oh my god, we need to create an entire world in two years, let's, yeah. quick, like, yeah. let's make it, yep. let's salvage what we can, and yeah.
1: And and Heaven's Word got better and Stormblood got better and then Shadowbringers was the one where I started saying to people, like, no, this is this is probably one of the best Final Fantasies. Yeah. And I, I remember writing an article, like the the problem that I always have in, in saying like, no, it is one of the best Final Fantasies. It's hard to get into because you still have to go through the rest of it yeah um and there's no way around that like uh eric another one of our alumni just brought up like hey maybe i'll get into 14 he's like is there a way to skip i was like yeah there is a way to skip but it's not worthwhile because you need like all of those the moments with the sign of the seventh dawn and yeah and and the villains like from the beginning Mm -hmm. um in the same way that some TV shows, like that first season is just not good, but you need the foundation from that first season to make the rest meaningful. Yeah.
0: There was actually an instance where I took an alt and I wanted to play with my friends on another server. So I paid to skip everything to heaven's word and I actually paid to level up my archer to level uh, the level cap. I did not like it at all. I felt so cheated of something lost. when I did that. I felt so lost. Yeah. I'm like, great, I have all these abilities. What the hell do I do with them? Because they're actually, the thing with Final Fantasy XIV is a lot of your abilities are implemented into the subquests that go with your job. You need all that foundation. Final Fantasy XIV is a story-based MMORPG, for better or for worse, and that is what it does best.
2: It's it's hard enough knowing what you should be doing when your abilities are doled out level by level. Exactly. I I can't even imagine jumping into uh, a a later level job that you've never played before. And, and uh, I I think that was, that was one of the fears that a lot of people had when like the, the level skips and stuff first came out.
1: Yeah. I did buy Martianist, like the, the level skip just to jump in just because I was like, I need a DPS just in case. Yeah, yes. I do yeah. not use it at all, uh, <laughs> but but I was like, I'll, I'll I'll need a DPS, and that looked the most interesting because this was Shadowbringers and this
0: was the oh, is uh, that where, day you? where they
1: added the the robot? where they no, this, com- this was the completely rework.
2: reinvented like, right. turned it into a completely different job yeah. yeah yeah
1: this was the rework where like before they were like kind of sad and whatever and then they like added <laughs> like the robot yeah. and everyone was like oh my god the robot is yeah. amazing
2: well and pre-shadowbringers machinist was a, like a math nightmare it was so i i played it for for quite a while at level 70 pre-shadowbringers and, and i boy i'm so glad i don't ever have to think that hard again in my life managing those meters and the heat gauges and stuff was it was a lot
0: another thing though about skipping final fantasy is uh honestly the dark knight quest is some of the best writing i've ever seen in a final fantasy game the way that it it's implemented into your gameplay the way that the the journal entries change and are being written dark in phrase night. voice. Did you just shoo a dark knight away from me? Dark oh, oh, how dare oh, you! Mike, how dare you? We'll, uh, we'll I, get
1: to it when we talk about classes. We'll <laughs> see.
0: I I love that whole quest. I love playing Dark Knight. I'm so yeah. I'm so my chemical romance hardcore up in here. But <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's get to that. Let's get to why we play. um, Let's start with classes. Why we started with the classes we did. I'm pretty simple. I started with Lancer because I wanted to be a Dragoon. I became a Dragoon. And all was quite well. Uh, I did that thing in the Titan uh, fight where I used uh, the evasive maneuver. I forget what it's called. Evasive jump. Fell right off off right off the edge Classic. i got like five commendations for that because <laughs> the the people in the chat were just killing themselves because i was a sprout so of course i was a dumb idiot and i did the, yeah. exactly the thing they knew i was going to do so they're like i just remember distinctly one guy saying look how they massacred my boy
2: <laughs> so, there's there's a lot of rites of passage in 14 and that is one of them for sure that is
0: certainly one of them i took that off my hotbar so fast <laughs> i just had no use for it anymore. What about you, Victor? Uh,
2: Do do we want to go in? Is it like the first job we started as, or like what we main now, or like It could be both? Like I mostly both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because when when I when I wanted to play eleven, I knew I wanted to be a black mage. Um, So when I started fourteen, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit that feeling i had when i thought i was going to start an mmo and i'm gonna finally be a black mage so i started up thaumaturge uh and um then i i don't know what happened that 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 was my free trial time and and when it was done i was like okay that was cool but i don't really get it i i I was i was very much (laughs) of the like of the like well like if, if i'm fighting like a like uh, a fire-based enemy, how come I don't want to use water magic on it? Like, what What do you mean I'm supposed to, like, balance the astral and umbral fire <laughs> and ice? I was like, <laughs> no, I working. should, if I'm fighting a tree, I should use my fire magic, right? And I was like, I don't get this, whatever. So then I came back for Heaven's Word, and I, and I started a new character, and I... Thought, I'm I'm gonna start Summoner this time. Oh and, boy! Uh, I I had a really good time with that. I, summoner was the first job that I took all the way to 60. I liked it plenty. Um, but then because I fantasied and and renamed my character and and started up a new character, I was like, this new character doesn't. I don't feel like she would be a Summoner. Um, I I knew she kind of felt more like a melee kind of person. She Mm -hmm. didn't seem magically inclined. Um, so I started with monk and I got a feel for some melee DPS, which was really fun. Uh, and then I discovered an element of the game that, uh, we're not allowed to talk about, but, uh, (laughs) It required me to play as a ninja, um because I was exploring areas of the game that maybe you're not supposed to be exploring
0: well, this is does this have to do with the fact that it's built on the bones of
2: uh <laughs> <Final> <laughs> fantasy fourteen one point yeah certain certain abilities could get you into certain areas that you weren't supposed to go, oh. and I loved that I right. I was like this is my like this is my urban explorer like desire coming through like this is my the part of me that like wants to glitch out games and explore out of bounds this is like my speedrunner uh 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 impulse so because of that I started playing ninja really seriously um and then Stormblood came out and I needed to play a red mage. Uh, yes, I love red mage, <laughs> I've always loved red mage. I always put a red mage in my party whenever I can. Uh, they're the fanciest, they dress the best. They do, um, pimp. And then Shadowbringers came out, and I got a dancer. Dancer. Yes. So I was like, man, this is great, this is perfect. So dancer is kind of my main DPS. Mm. Uh, but then when quarantine hit, I had a bunch of friends that started playing and uh, they didn't all necessarily, they, they mostly wanted to play DPS because they were also pretty new to MMOs. And I was like, okay, if if you guys are going to be doing that, I, w- I will gladly take on some of the other roles so that we can get through this easily and as a group. So that's when I took on White Mage and Paladin. So, right. As of right now. Long story short, uh, Dancer uh, is my melee, Red Mage is my magic, uh, Paladin is my tank, and White Mage is my healer.
0: Wow, that's, so. uh, that's a lot of versatility Ooh. right there, because I am, I've am, lo- i maxed out my uh, Dragoon, I've maxed out my Dark Knight, I am working on uh, Thief, or Rogue, or whatever it's called. And yeah, uh, that ninja. becomes ninja. Right. So yeah. that sounds pretty fun. I actually, when I first met you online, you were a dancer and I tried Dancer. I had no idea what the hell was going on. Oh, I just yeah. quit. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so yeah. wait, wait, you, you you maxed out your dark knight? Are you are you tanking? Are you tanking?
0: Yeah, I've tanked. I I've uh there was one time I tanked in I can't remember the name of the haunted mansion, but I screwed up so bad I was going Hawk in Manor. all the wrong hawk freaking hawk manor going yeah. in all the wrong directions pulling all the wrong things <laughs> the people were so nice to me though they gave me a hug at the end yeah
1: <laughs> i'm 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 hurt to say that you joined the home gang yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry boo boo so um so mine mine is uh once again pretty easy um So I've played a lot of MMOs. I've always been a paladin if I get the chance, Um, and so when it came to FF14, I did mess around with pugilist for a little while. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do monk. Uh, But also, when we started playing, um, it was the double um, jobs. Like, so you needed one job to thirty, and you needed another to uh yeah. 15 and the thing that stopped me from paladin is the first one was gladiator yeah which was fine but the second was conjurer really so i was yeah it was conjurer to 15 and that i i feel for healers <laughs> leveling up because that was just like pull i was just like oh god <laughs> you're so weak (laughs) maybe i don't want to do this so then i tried pugilus for a while um but ultimately i was like now go back i'll get paladin done so paladin is like i tank i i like tanking uh tanking is what i do like let's like i'll do the pull let's go
2: has that Has that always been your approach to MMOs like did did you did you have to warm up to that or or did you start thinking like wh- where does this confidence come from
1: How- <laughs> <laughs> um, so so no uh, so I started everQuest I was not I think I was just like a thief or whatever the the roguish class. I think it was WoW. So I started WoW in beta as a paladin. And vanilla paladin is not good. Hmm. But Burning Crusade added Blood Elf paladin. So now I looked hot (laughs) and improved the class. And so Burning Crusade is when I got into raiding Hmm. uh, for a while for like two expansions I was like a hardcore raider. So now like as long as I get the tank uh like abilities or stuff, you know uh MT or anything, whatever is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um it's fine. And I'm used to pulling and I've done it enough where I'm like, let's let's work through the group. You know, like if you're doing a light party, like hey, don't pull ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. if you do i'll let, probably let you die the second time you do that like you know <laughs> sometimes occasionally like if the healers you will you'll end up in a group and the healer would be like pull as many as you can i'm like all right healer
2: yeah
1: do that, let's go
2: yeah
1: um so I'm, I'm like used to that and and i know that's a difficult spot to to get into for a lot of people
2: just as as someone who who spent six years playing this game as just a dps until i got the confidence to even try tanking or healing i'm curious about like how someone approaches it and decides i want more responsibility from from the get-go and it's also
1: slightly different because you can just in 14 you can just queue up for for raids and stuff yeah and usually what ends up happening in, in the way that they design the encounters is anybody can take the tank so so like the tech the two tanks will be sitting there just wailing on the boss in the same spot and whoever is ahead in the in in the you know rage is is gonna take the thing and it doesn't really matter right and occasionally you have the fights where they split up and you know you can get that over time whereas i'm like wow a lot of the two tank fights are like your main tank needs to do this and your off tank needs to do this and you have to sort of sync up right
2: and where, whereas whereas in 14 those mechanics like tank switching rarely comes up in normal yeah content in 14 that's not until you're getting into into uh extremes and savage stuff so
1: right like you can you can tank swap if you want to when when like a tank buster comes but you don't have to and yeah. most people can get through it like especially paladin i got enough cooldowns like I yeah can, uh you know
2: clemency baby
1: invincible <laughs> No drawbacks, as uh, opposed yeah. to poor gunbreaker. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm almost dead now. Yeah, fr-
2: freak everybody out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we can have paladin chat. This is nice. Yes, no, it's <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. I, I can't
0: really explain it, but Mike, you're just such a paladin personality. It just matches you. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you.
1: Also, as as a fellow paladin, you can thank me because uh, our our old uh, AoE. Uh, rage generator um was that little like with the, the flash what, flash yeah uh, I, I almost forgot what it was called yeah. I remember talking to Yoshi P and was like look uh this was I think this was Stormblood and I was like look I always play paladin I love paladin I love everything about it I was like but flash sucks like, yeah it's, it's like <laughs> Yeah and 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 I was like, do you think you could do something for that? And and they replaced it with our very cool AoE slash move, and we're yeah. now we're it's awesome. Oh, yeah. there you oh, go. I love uh, it.
0: That that's the benefits of Mike being, I forgot you're like besties of the OCP. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I well I I I I recently just a couple months ago, I finally started playing FF eleven. So Ooh, you know <laughs> 19, <laughs> 19 years later, and I was like, no, I'm finally gonna fulfill my my dream from when I was 14. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play eleven. Uh and then I, I yeah, I I was playing Paladin and saw the flash ability, and I just had shell shot. Yeah, the- <laughs> I had a ah, this this is where it came from. This is i understand PTSD. now everything makes yeah, sense yeah
1: yeah nadia you didn't see it it was just like a it would it did this like like high pitch like and then like our sword yeah. would flash and that was supposed to to anger the enemies yeah. and and bring them in with uh yeah. you know so it was
0: your aggro and it was your aggro it, attack
2: yeah it it was back when when aggro management was much more of a thing and you you would be swapping between a tank stance and a and a sword right, stance and yeah, stuff yeah. So by the,
0: the time i i took dark knight they got rid of the the tank you still kind of have a tank stance but it's not what it what it, it was not as much as no. it was, just, it was. Not, yeah now it's just always on before yeah. you yeah. had to
1: swap and then you you always had to be like look I need to get through my my uh, aggro rotation and like two flashes before you really get into it. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh Mike, you must be happy because the endwalker has that kind of paladin emphasis to it. Oh yes. Yeah, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like,
1: Paladin on the moon.
0: Yeah, no. Uh it- that's I have to say that that was that that flourish at the end is so freaking cool when you like uh, flips his cape. I've seen someone actually already do a cosplay of that exact that yeah. exact armor set. Like, how did he even manage to do that? And he just apparently dissected the trailer like that's frame fantastic. by frame to get that. Because I don't think that that set exists in the game yet, like the the Griffin cape and and all that yet.
2: No, that's. I think that's going to be the the Endwalker artifact armor. Oh for, man, for Pelican, I can't wait so. for
0: for some new clothes. I actually really like my glamour for my dragoon because I had to go to uh, Eureka. And get the I think it was the True Blood uh, armor, a diable
2: version uh, of it. Have we started glam chat? Our regular N- segment?
0: No, that's going to have to be a that's going to be a five episode like class uh, epic right there. yeah, when it comes to glam, I'm very very basic. I know what I, I I'm the same way with interior decoration. I know what I like. Okay, it's balanced. It probably has a wood finish because I'm a child of the 80s. I'm good. So, sure. that's that's my glam <laughs> chat right there. Mike, but we what, we will certainly get into it.
2: Do do you have do you care much about glam? I set up
1: glams at one point. But the problem is is like because of the way I play, it's just like I'll jump back in, do the story, and then I'll like let's do the current raid tier and then I put the raid tier gear on.
0: Yeah. Right. And then I go
1: away. I'm like so when I come back I'm always in whatever the the plate for the current raid gear You've is. You've
2: been in a lot of uh a lot of near outfits. Then. Yes. <laughs> Coming back to Yeah. Yes, no,
1: I remember when I did get that that the like when I I was doing not Puppets Bunker, the one before it and we got the, the near costume dropped and I was like Yeah. No. Yes, we won. We won. Let's go. We're out of here. We're
0: never
2: coming nope. back. Never
0: again. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt with Eureka when I finally got my glam. I'm like, I am never coming back to oh this place. They use it my my nightmares.
2: Well, look, we're we're going to have to arrange a a, a full I, like I Eureka exploration.
1: I have to go back to Eureka cuz I need my
2: my relic weapons. Yeah. Uh, I need him for glam. I just need the swords. How how far did you get in Eureka, Mike?
1: Uh, In the last one, not very. Like, no. I started, but I always tend to, like, I don't have a standard group, so I yeah. I, I, I have to rely on the, the charity of the commons, where, like, I'll be right. running along, and then there will be, like, another group over there, and they'll be like, would you like to join us? i would be like,
0: yeah. <laughs> China's yeah. child. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and these days, there's not as many because of the front. I forget the name of the front. I actually haven't visited yet. Bo sounds like the, the Bojan
2: Southern act. Front. Yeah, 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 I haven't yeah. done that
0: yet. So uh, there's something about a chocobo. I, I don't understand that meme.
2: A lot of red red chocobo, you'll learn to fear. Yeah, I do know yeah. there are. They're dangerous.
0: Yeah. I know in the Chocobo Forest there are Chocobos that I fear because they can cast they can cast Choco Meteor, and I learned that the hard way when I was trying to level up a Blue Mage or something really weak. Oh, this Chocobo! I'll kick its ass. Oh God, that's what yeah. happened. This is
2: Two this events. is this is Choco Meteor to the extreme. Like it's the it is the, I, maybe one of the most complicated AOE patterns in in like normal content. It's and uh, the, uh, it's and wild, it,
0: and a chocobo has it. Is what you're telling me? Yes.
2: Uh, yes, and we'll
1: drop it like a like it's hot.
2: Just it's incredible on a yeah. whim, and people
1: just die, just die yeah. horribly. Because because like Eureka was a certain level of just sort of attempt to zerg, like it was the next level above fate farming. Where it was just like a giant mass of people that would move from spot to spot. And Eureka, almost like that. And then Southern Front tries to add a, a, some more mechanics to it. Yeah. To the point that you can't, well, you can. Like, people have sort of automated the process mentally. But you can't just like, let's just go. Yeah. Let's just go and kill everything we see.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, the, the, the thing that's cool about about Boja is that, like, Eureka... Eureka was... Look, we're going to have an episode about Eureka at some point. But yeah, the, absolutely. the primer is that, like, Eureka was designed to play, like, FF-11. So... Oh. It's, it's about, like, getting notorious monsters to pop. Yes. And then once those notorious monsters are out on the field, everybody gathers, takes it down. What is cool about Boja is that it takes those notorious monster-like fights and makes them sort of instanced um, so that they have an opportunity to add more advanced mechanics. And it makes every, every one of those fights feel kind of like a a boss fight and where, where yeah, you like learn their patterns. boss fight yeah yeah as opposed to a notorious monster out on the field where it's just kind of you know it's dropping aoe's every once yeah. in a while and you just kind of deal with mechanics as they come
0: and everyone just kind of swarms at like a bunch of army ants and it's yeah. dead in two seconds anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah at this but, point in time anyway yeah
0: yeah uh i guess then to just kind of Segue clumsily into our last major point here. Uh, what race did you start with and why? I will go first. I am a cat boy. I am a moon cat boy, I'm a mikote. a Makote keeper of the moon. And the way that happened is, of course, I'm making my character. This was before we had the aura and before we had the um, who are the big lion dudes? Uh,
2: Rothgar. Hrothgar. Hrothgar.
0: So I always kind of like playing animal characters. I don't know. I'm furry, I guess. I don't know what I am, but I like animals a lot. And the closest we had back then was Mikoté. And well, hell, I like cats. And I like things that lurk at night because as someone who detests the sunlight and actually gets nauseous when they're in it, I love the idea of a cat clan that hides in the forest, does not have shit all to do with the (laughs) sun, worships the moon, and does that thing where uh, everybody's just kind of like, males and females don't really hook up so much as they just have one night stands. and. I love being married. Don't get me wrong. I've been married for twenty <laughs> years, quite happily. But as a writer, I find that kind of dynamic a lot a lot of fun to write about. So I totally. was really into that. I was into the whole biology. I, I really admired the the characteristics and stories that Square Enix gave to these these races, like their biology. If you, I, I went back and I read the stories of all fifty tribes that are on the um, the plains, the uh, Azim plain, Step the aura tribes uh-huh. and it's nuts because they there's like oh here's a tribe that marries its horses here's a tribe that drinks its own piss like <laughs> <It's> <laughs> someone's out there and thought about this it's and so you, great and i love that i actually love the azim Steph. it's one of my favorite part places in the video game ever but uh yep so that's my story of my moon cat boy his name is uh as Latoua Marshiel, I gave him a, when I started this game, I'm like, oh, let's name him stupid, something stupid, like, I, I don't know, like Acton Kitten, or my my usual nickname. And then I changed it because I got into the game, and I got serious about the character, and I'm like, okay, let's name him according to proper dynamics for a Mikote Keeper of the Moon. And I did. Okay, next.
1: <laughs> uh, You can go, Mine, mine's boring, so.
2: Oh, sure. Sure. Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, my, my first character, I, I think like a lot of people, I, I didn't know a ton about the lore or anything. So I, I made a, I made a cat boy. I made a, I, think, I think he was <laughs> nah. probably, uh, uh, no, he might've been a, uh, uh, keeper of the moon. Um, but, um, I, I didn't feel any you know real attachment to him. So so when I came back uh to to start out proper, I made a cat girl. Um cuz, <laughs> I don't know. Cuz. Uh whatever, they're cute. I don't know. Yeah. Uh and then I realized very quickly that everybody plays a a a cute cat girl or mm-hmm. or a cute oh, raw.
1: until they added bunny girls then. Yeah. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so then once, once I had gotten into the game and, and knew that I was interested in the lore, um, I, I decided that I wanted to play, I, I just knew that I wanted to play an underrepresented race, tribe, gender combination.
0: And now I know why you play a row female.
2: Yeah. So I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big lady row. uh, big, um, yeah, big sea wolf. Uh I love her to death. Uh she's fantastic. Uh yeah, and and I I've, there are times where I've I've considered maybe trying another character uh on another race, but I I love her too much. She's great.
0: I will definitely start up a bunny boy when they come in. I I want to see how they're going to pull this off. It's probably just going to be okay. Mikote are supposed to be rare. And, of course, as we all know, they're not rare. They're freaking everywhere. Males are supposed to be much rarer. That's fair. Uh, you actually don't see that many male catboys around, certainly not Keepers of the Moon. You mostly see Keepers of the Sun. Everyone thinks they're going to be in noon, but they're actually Tia's. <laughs> and <laughs> I think when I saw the lore for the Keepers of the Moon, uh, about how like the males and the females kind of give, give each other a lot of space, I thought, okay, well, they're trying to do the Viera thing here without giving us Viera. So now that we have male Vieira, and the idea is supposed to be that male Vieira are violent and territorial and don't like each other, um, I guess that's going to be part of the lore. But in the game, you're going to have a 50,000 bunny boys running around anyway, so they're just going to have to do their best, I suppose.
1: <laughs> um, so I, I am one of those people who, when it comes to RPGs, I will create a character that is as close to me as possible. <laughs>
2: all right i love that
1: so so all of my like mass effect characters are always just a black dude you know (laughs) short hair which luckily for me short hair is perfectly perfectly fine (laughs) yeah um so for 14 my original first character i've actually had two characters was a uh highlander and that was because they with the skin tone looked closest to black dudes but I could never get over the fact that Highlanders do not have eyebrows. Like the oh, mod- yeah. Yeah, if you look at the models of the Hure Highlanders, like they're, they have no eyebrows whatsoever.
2: It's a bummer. <laughs> so it's a real bummer.
0: Why?
1: I don't know. I have no clue. It bothers me. Like, if there was an option to be like to have eyebrows on the highland i would still be that but so eventually i rolled a uh here uh midlander or whatever the 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 normal human raced. yeah uh and i'm i'm a very super tanned like white dude essentially (laughs) which is fine like most of the look is correct to me. Um, you can't change the face, so it's just kind of like a like oh, okay, he's like the basic face, like okay, whatever yeah. Uh, uh, yeah that's that's why I chose the race, and that's why so like anytime they add a new race, I'm just like, ah, whatever i don't
0: I don't, I don't care <laughs> yeah. That must be kind of frustrating though, because a lot of character makers don't really have great options for black flares, like in terms of character creation. Uh, they're getting better, I think, but yeah, it depends on where they've added
1: faces. And, and they've gotten a lot of them have gotten better, even that have set faces. Tend to they'll have like these are the four white guy faces and the four black guy faces, yeah, and like the two Asian dude faces, <laughs> <The two Asians>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. So like at least one of those will usually work um, yeah 14 my, my, just doesn't have
2: my friend was uh she, she was starting a character and and she knew she wanted to make him she wanted him to be like uh like a, a mixed race like dark-skinned uh alamegan Far eastern character right. so she was like I'm I'm going to push this character creator to its limits <laughs> and see how, like, like, non-white I can make this guy. And she ended up making, like, he, uh, she, he he's kind of like a cool, like, Polynesian dude. Like, oh, she, awesome. she did a really good job of, like, giving him some, you know, non-Caucasian features. And, and she did a really good job, so...
0: Oh, good for it's, her. It's
2: possible, but it takes some you got to really tease it out of that that poor character creator.
0: I think even in game you don't get that many mixed races. Um yeah, uh Victor, you would know this better than I would cuz it's something I wrote up on once cuz I was very yeah. curious. Uh you do find some like Hilda is a mm-hmm. uh, half l's and half here. Um mm-hmm. I can't remember arnvald is that his name? Yeah. He's half Garley and half uh, Highlander, I think it was. Mm-hmm. You you do have some, but I think I read once that it's not necessarily controversial for people in Eorzea to like marry out of their own race, but it is highly controversial for them to have children. And I don't know if that was old lore. I don't know if it's still around. I don't know if you heard anything about that. I was just curious.
2: Yeah, well, I, I it, this did come up in uh one of the the lore panels before heaven's word cause, mm. because people had been asking about it and and Koji kind of said like ah just you wait and then <laughs> and then that was basically Hilda and we were like okay so what else? And <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Cool. So it exists. When do we ever get to play as any of these people? Yeah, I was about we'll... to say,
1: like, you know, the, like the reason why <laughs> they probably like the the lore is definitely like the backstop to. We don't want to animate any new
0: models. We're we gonna don't
2: want to make new yeah. models. It, <laughs> it took us six years to make a, a Makote child um we're
0: little bobtails i do love little bobtails
2: we're never gonna see a Rogadin kid ever i just have to accept that um right so uh, so
0: so
1: like 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 any any sort of like mixed race or children or anything like that for them it's like well that's a whole nother character model so so they're they just went into the lore like i i i have to like the the art team was like there are no children. No <laughs> yeah. one has any children ever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, can we add even a few? No.
1: <laughs> Go away now.
2: Yeah. I mean, everything that's everything that is a non-standard, like, player character model is still just on on a, a player character rig with a custom head. Like Hilda is, I I believe she's a Midlander pure character model with a custom face that has yes yeah. ears all Garlians are all mostly elizin character models oh
0: i didn't know that yeah, i thought they, they were all like highlanders with no with they're,
2: eyes they're using an elizin rig and they have since 1.0 um oh. uh just with you know custom custom faces and things like that if if you look at anytime nero is around he's always doing like the elizin like like fir- <laughs> first position or or third position like ballet stand the prissy
0: sort of stance. yeah yeah very that is very Ellison now that you mention it um yeah. and
2: and nail van darnis uh all of all of uh their uh stances are are all in. so they 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 really try to just like use what they've got and if you ask for years and years and years, they'll give somebody special ears that make <laughs> them mixed race. But uh yeah, I, I I hope it's something we see more of. And and that as well as um like acknowledging what tribe the like all of these far eastern races are. Cause mm-hmm. these aren't Midlanders or or, or Highlanders Islanders. or anything, yeah. So when when is that going to be a, a character creation option, and when uh. when can we, you know, for some of... reason
0: I thought uh, the samurai Gosetsu, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. I I thought he was a Highlander model for some reason.
2: No, he's he's Rogadin.
0: Ro, Roe. Okay, so he's Ro. but yeah. is he standard Roe, or is there something more Far Eastern to him?
2: That's the thing. He's he's not a Sea Wolf, and he's definitely not uh. a Helsgard. I mean, right. he, he is, he is just using a standard row rig, like mechanically, mm-hmm. but with a custom uh, frame on top of that. But we don't, we don't know what clan he uh-huh. is. And, right. and, and you know, I, I would like to address that. I would like to know where Far Eastern Rogadin hail from, where they live, what their deal is. And it,
1: and it even took, I mean, it took while, for a while, they, they added what they called uh in battle for azeroth sub uh, allied races so you can right like meet like oh here's the torn but now they got like moose antlers instead you know here's right, the dark, right. dark dark dwarves and stuff like that um yeah. so i would like to see some of that like not necessarily an entirely new animation rig
2: mm. but
1: more options within like okay you got here. Uh, Highlander
0: and Midlander, let's like add another two in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Like they could as you were saying, Victor, they could easily take Gusetsu and make him a third uh clan. Like yeah. something like that.
2: Yeah. You'll you'll often find usually in the same breath as when people were were talking about, you know, the the male Vieira or the female Hrothgar, you'd you'd hear people also talking about the the third race like when mm-hmm. when are we going to get that that or that third clan that that will sort of expand things a little bit more and give people more role play opportunities and options because
1: yeah. although I, I know why they don't again because like they were saying that's a lot of work even adding, it's just it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of freaking work for us it hurts the so much the fact that they yeah.
0: even gave us male Viera I did not see that coming I thought for sure that Yoshi P killed, like hated us all for making him give us
2: Uh, no i viera in the first place i I think he 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 when viera and hrothgar were announced well first viera were announced and he said this is going to be or he said i think this is probably our last race yeah and then a couple months later hrothgar announced and he says okay this is actually our last race thank you everybody and then you had all the people pushing back being like well so the the arc of things is uh you know uh 1.0 sort of was in line with eleven, how uh Rogadin were male only and Makote mm. were female only. Right. Um and, and people were kind of tired of that. And and kudos to Yoshi P's team for for adding mm. the the other genders into a realm reborn, and people were really stoked about that. And then we we saw some like concept art of what the Aura could be like. And right. the, the ladies were like feral dragon people. Aww. And and yeah. we, then we got this race that has extreme sexual dimorphism and is like right. totally like big, tall, manly men and tiny little demure ladies. And yeah, the, the, and there was a a lot, yeah, there was a lot of pushback to that. And we're like, we like, we've been over this. This is why we wanted male Makote and, and female Rogadon in the first place. And then they just kind of doubled down on it and gave us <laughs> Vieira and Hrothgar, who are, like, ultra-feminine and ultra-masculine. and And again, there was pushback to that, being like, what? Like, you... You got this the first time around. Yeah. Why are we still having this conversation? We want more interesting gender options.
0: And it's it's interesting because Final Fantasy 14 for all intents and purposes, I do think it's a quite a progressive
2: game in many regards. Absolutely. No, uh, 100%. That's yeah. that's worthy of an episode in and of itself. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I do want to get into that because I mean, you you have like gay couples and stuff like that. I don't mean like, oh, they're, you know, they're hinted at. They are out- outwardly gay, like that totally. Rowan and Lalo fell couple in uh Idleshire. Yeah. They're adorable. Yeah. But yeah, I I wasn't impressed by the um the differences between the, the male and the female uh aura. Yeah.
2: So so when there was that, that pushback during the Viera and Hrothgar announcement, he he released a statement and said Totally I hear ya. Gotcha. Right. Noted. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I had a feeling that I, I'm, I, I think most people are totally okay if we don't ever, ever, ever get another race. I, I think we're, yeah. we're mostly fine with that, but having the the male Viera and eventually female Hrothgar and, and possibly the third clan for, for all of the races is going to give people so many options and and would be really lovely. So,
0: I agree. I think also our peers will be very happy because there's a lot to choose from. Um, yeah. Just before we wrap up, though, I was actually kind of curious if uh, Victor, you're the lore master, and Mike, you're no you're no slouch yourself. Is there any cl- any hint, any clue on what female Rothgar are going to look like? No, no. Because aren't they like I I don't really play Rothgar, I don't know a whole lot about them, but aren't they very like. Clan-based thing where there's one female and like 50 billion males or something like that?
2: Uh not, not a ton. Uh, my my understanding is that uh even when you when you go to Boja, which is uh a predominantly Hrothgar society, right. uh, oh, okay. they kind of just say the women are somewhere. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just like uh yeah you're right i don't see any women around eh, well i'm sure they're up to something interesting like they, they don't really have an explanation for it like we know this is a culture and it has a a large female contingency um but we just don't know where they are they lost they lost them i don't know
0: <laughs> they're, they're around here somewhere
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, so it's much like, like under the table
1: yeah it's like the male vr when you go to their little little town in there you know in the trees and stuff and it's like oh there's there's no dudes around here so like i never thought like i understand like for lower people like but for me i was just like oh there's only balls, whatever let's go
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> at least at least that is a carryover from ff12 12. 12. And, yeah. and like it has precedent in matsuno's evil east games
0: I think it's actually addressed in the Evil East raid too. Uh, there's a bard who talks a little about uh, how he asked Viera. "Isn't it kind of weird to be separated from your males all the time?" And she said, "Literally, it doesn't matter what's on your under the loincloth. It's just <laughs> totally, <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, all right, get it on." But yeah, it's yeah. like I always figured, okay, well, Viera they say over and over again, up in the trees somewhere, doing dude stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, there, there's really not not much of an explanation and. I assume that that wh- if we do get female Hrothgar, it's going to be a similar difference between the Rogadin males and mm-hmm. females. I- I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll get, you know, they'll be slightly more feminine, but still big, you know?
0: Yeah, like like Nala on two legs or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> So I think this has been a great success for our first episode, our first uh, little breakout episode of Charlie and Dropouts. I think we sound very smart, not necessarily like Dropouts at all, but uh, <laughs> all I still right. like the name, so <laughs> I'm going to keep it. Uh, guys, thank you so very, very much for joining me. I, I hope you join me for future episodes. We're looking at uh, once a month, so hopefully you will be around because I like your company and Absolutely. I like talking Final Fantasy 14. Uh, Victor, why don't you go ahead and tell us where you can find us?
2: Sure, boy. What? What am I? Oh, <laughs> uh, at uh, Victor E. Hunter on Twitter is is where you can find me. Um. And uh, oh, uh, very relevant to this, and and will probably come up every once in a while. I, I'm currently doing a audiobook version of the Encyclopedia Eorzea, Volume oh. One. Um, so look that up. Um, I'm I've I've got about like three and a half, four hours worth of material out there already. So if if you're interested in lore or if you're interested in the game but haven't started playing yet or or anything it, especially for people who never played 1.0 and would like a primer on that i i just released an episode that spans a lot of like what led to the calamity and started a realm reborn oh sweet um, so yeah uh you can you can just search um encyclopedia aorzia audiobook uh it's it's under my uh, my diegetic character name, Nongman Sigurdsson, who is a <laughs> a Hrothgar Eorzean scholar. And, um, and so for some people,
1: that. this will be the only way that they can get the Encyclopedia <laughs> well, exactly. I,
2: I, It was it was an accessibility thing too, where it's it's always sold out, and and you know if if you're visually impaired or anything, and 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 need that access to it i wanted i wanted it to be available to people so yeah uh check that out that's
0: a that's a really great cause and i encourage everyone to to go ahead and check it out thank you mike you uh you can find me every day on
1: twitter at automatic zen z e n and you can
0: find me uh doing stuff at pcmag.com that is awesome. And I am, as always, at Nadia Oxford, and the Blood God Pod is at Blood God Pod. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you can get more at patreon.com forward slash Blood God Pod. I uh, mentioned already the recording for Pantheon the Blood God at the $10 tier. Uh, please listen to it. It's all about Shin Megami Tensei 3 and you can find out whether or not it is invited to join the others in the pantheon or whether it got cast down into the pits of hell with the menorah of power. God, I love that term. <laughs> so from Victor, Mike and myself, thank you so much for listening. If you have any feedback at all, please please give it to us or to me even don't 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 hurt my boys. they're good boys. <laughs> but I can take all the all the slings and arrows I really want to improve the podcast. This is my first time really hosting a podcast. So hooray. I want to make sure I do it right. And uh, I want to make sure I entertain everybody. So uh, until next time, thank you so much for listening and may your duty finder wait times be short.
2: This isn't the end, that we will meet again, would you believe me?